Welcome back to another episode of GEMS Podcast with Genesis Amaris Kemp, where the core pillars are to educate, inspire, and motivate. Sit back, relax, and enjoy this segment. Hey, y'all, and welcome back to GEMS Podcast. I'm your host and founder, Miss Genesis Amaris Kemp, and with me today is a duo. So I have Wesley Walker and I have Nick Zernovs, and I hope I pronounced his name correctly. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my God. Uh, Yeah, it's uh, Zervis. Zervis. Okay, let me me start that over, y'all. Oh, wait, no, y'all are editing it for me. So, So I, hey, y'all. Welcome back to Gems Podcast. I am the founder and host, Miss Genesis Amaris Kemp. And with me today is Wesley Walker and Nick Zer- Zernis. Zervas. 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 Yep. Okay. Yep. It's Sorry, okay. <laughs> so let me tell you a little bit about these guys. They're in the Atlanta area. And they've done, well, Wesley has done work in the camera department the locations department and the production office his he's direct he uh, he has directed and co-directed numerous short sketches and music videos including directing music videos for emmanuel hudson for lol network his purpose is to bring a new perspective on cinema to his work and also keep it original with his style his influences are that of of cinema from the 70s and 80s with the inspiration from the early 90s filmmakers like kevin smith and richard linklater he also runs a podcast with nick zervis called the dumb cool weird podcast and let me tell you a little bit about nick because nick is the one that makes things look all fancy and pretty and he's you know he helps his partner out so like what better way to have us have a duo and just really be friends right i wish i had someone helping yep. me out but these guys are going to help <laughs> me out today so he likes going to the gym spending time with friends and family and podcasting he's also married y'all he's been with the same person for 11 years y'all and some people mm-hmm. just looking at looking at nick you know some people may say man he's young and that's a long time to be with somebody but maybe he'll give us some secret sauce on how it's working for him so without further ado please welcome the duo nick and wesley to gems podcast hey thanks for having us thank you for having us (laughs) okay so i wanted to play a game but it's going to be kind of hard doing it with both of y'all because it may take up a lot of time so let's just Mm. do an icebreaker and y'all could share an interesting and fun fact about yourself, or you could share something crazy that you've done in your life. Sure. Uh, fun fact about me, I'm actually autistic. Okay. Thank mm-hmm. you for sharing that, Wesley. Yeah. And then Nick, do you want to share something crazy or fun and interesting? Uh, I mean, I got, I got really nothing. I mean, <laughs> I just, I, 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 all I could say is that the most interesting stuff I've ever done is a, uh, being in the United States Marine Corps. That was fun. That was fun. You know, a lot of good times, a lot of good stories, you know, just good people to be around. So why the Marines over Navy, Air Force, color, I mean, not color guard, Coast Guard? (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Well, you know, as the uh, good old Alex Jones said on Joe Rogan's podcast, I'm kind of retarded. So it just seemed like a good fit. Um. (laughs) 
I think that's a cop out because I don't think anyone's retarded, but we're, no. we're all special in our own way. But thank you for sharing that fact. And I know y'all normally have these little slogans that y'all say. I think when my sister was a CB in the Navy, she said hoorah or something like that. I don't want to get it right or wrong because she may actually hear this and say you totally pucked it up but (laughs) (laughs) it's okay my mom said my mom used to say well that's the army for you I was like I've been in the marine corps for like four years now and you can't even get my branch right (laughs) oh wow I love it I love it. it and like and it would be funny because like I could hear my dad in the background because she'd put me on speaker and he'd be laughing like every time that she'd mess up because he knew I was going to say that. <laughs> well, I, you know, one, one other thing to add, I think the most interesting thing about our podcast is I'm more on the liberal side. He's more on the conservative side, but I'd yeah. say we're both like centrists, but like I lean more to the left. He leans more to the right. I think it's why our podcast works so interesting because he offers a different perspective than I would offer. And that's one that's, that's, that's another really interesting thing about us, I guess, like as a whole, I guess, together. We, so. I mean, we rekindled our friendship like not like uh, when I got immediately after I got out. So mm-hmm. it was like, we didn't speak to each other as frequently when I was in. So it was nice to like get back. It was like, we just randomly started talking on the phone and we're like, you know, we should make this a podcast. This sounds like good podcast material. And it went <laughs> from there and it kind of took off. So, wow. So did y'all like each other? Like before y'all separated and you went to the Marines and Wesley, I don't know what you were doing during that time or how did y'all in the film ministry? Okay. Working in the film. (laughs) (laughs) So how did y'all meet each other? We actually went to college with each other for a few years and before I enlisted and we would just sit with each other and like people watch a lot of the time. Yeah. At lunch we would, uh, I'd be in between classes. He'd be in between classes. Me and him would just sit there and talk and, we would just look at some of these, some of the people walking around and he would just be like, look at these people. <laughs> well, I, I think I was a little bit harsher. I was like, look at those nerds playing Yu-Gi-Oh. Yeah. Yeah. He could wow. be pretty mean. <laughs> I'm a little, I, I, I can be a little rude at times. <laughs> Wes has to hold me back. Yeah. As you could say. Yeah. I try to help. I try to, I try to reel them in. So, but then again, I mean, then I go on and talk about professional wrestling from and that sounds weird to outsiders. So I can does to me. It did to me. We did a whole episode on wrestling and I was just like confused the whole time. <laughs> really? I used to like wrestling. WWE SmackDown, man. I used to watch yep. with my brother. Um, Never got into it. Yeah. You know, I kind of missed the boat. It, 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 it was just one of those things. You either like it or you don't. <laughs> but I respect it. I mean, I guess it's like any other fandom out there. People like it. You know, I get it. One of my friends said, I cosplay wrestlers. <laughs> oh, that's interesting. And I had no idea what cosplay was until like earlier this year, whenever a lady told me that that's what she did. And she showed me a picture of how she dressed up and all this, all this stuff. And I was like, interesting. And then I was like, oh, so do you like Comic-Con or Comic-Palooza or something like that? Or where do you go? And it was interesting learning about that. So I tell people knowledge is power. There's always something new oh, yeah. to learn. Yeah. And we, we have, we have two big events here. We have MomoCon and we have DragonCon. It's like really big oh, here yeah. in Georgia. So. I mean, that would be a fun event to go to. It'd be DragonCon. Oh yeah. It's uh, huge. DragonCon is like the biggest in the United States. Really? Really? One of the big, yeah, one of the Over biggest. Over Comic-Con? Uh, they're about the same level, actually. Okay, um, cool. So, are y'all if y'all go to uh, Dragon Con, are y'all both gonna dress up and go together, united front? 
Yeah, we yeah. would basically dress up in a bunch of our merch and just pass out our business cards and and talk to people. Um, because we and I don't I don't know I don't know like we haven't really figured out what our angle is going to be, but we'd probably be we probably record ourselves maybe with a phone or something us like doing funny stuff. Like we, like, like, I don't know, we're, we're kind of, we're kind of like those kind of guys that would just show up to like people playing D and D or something. And he'd just be sitting there kind of just looking at it like this. I'd have the phone on him and I'd, I would probably pull the phone back showing him just observing them. And then he, he would look in the camera and be like, as you can see right here, <laughs> as you can see right here, we've got a bunch of D and D players. You see the wizard, is now attacking the orc or seducing it. I'm not sure. Yeah, so we probably bring like one of those safari hats and he probably take his his uh you know merch off and put the safari hat on and then he probably start talking about like Nigel Strongberry. Yeah. <laughs> oh my gosh, you sound like the guy from Jumanji, but then you also sound like the Australian guy that um what Steve Irwin. Yes, yeah, Steve Irwin. Yes, thank you. <laughs> I was drawing a blank. Or Crocodile there. Dundee. You know what? That, that could be a thing. I re- I start wrestling like you get you dress up like a crocodile, and I start wrestling you. Oh, whoa! This is a mighty one right here. Wow. Okay, the you size do- of it. <laughs> this is actually a fun icebreaker. So, if you could do those voices, Nick, can you do the voice of um? Y'all will know this when I say Baskin. What do you say? Baskin Robbins. Baskin Robbins. Oh, oh my gosh! Y'all don't know. Carol Baskin and uh, Joe Exotic. Carol, uh, oh, that bitch, Carol Baskin. <laughs> <laughs> uh, sometimes I do a I, I do a Russian one when uh when I, when I was see. in the woods with my buddy. I was like, did you did you see the movie they just made? I have not oh. seen the movie. I've only seen the first uh, season of Tiger King. Yeah, you, dude- we binge watched it, my husband and I same yeah but they they just made the movie and the 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 guy that produced it is actually a, a friend of mine i worked with him on uh on a tv show i worked on here in Nep- uh, here in atlanta on netflix and he was telling me that show was a, making that movie was a nightmare really you know, okay. seems like it yeah. did he give any insiders on if um joe exotic really behaves that way I don't think he knows. I mean, they were just making a movie. They literally, so, somebody handed him a script and was like, here, we're going to make a movie about Tiger King. And it's going to be, you know, it had a, uh, what's her name? What's that? What's that girl from uh, Saturday Night Live? SNL. Sure. What's her name? Uh, the, the the blonde girl. She's a lesbian. I don't remember her. I don't know, but I, I do. My buddy is from Oklahoma and he told me that he met, he actually met Joe Exotic when he was a younger individual and he said like it was the weirdest thing you know this this man with a mullet and bedazzled clothing just handing out handing out like flyers to vote for him for governor and he's just as wild because you know he's just like everybody knows him as that guy that the gay guy with the tigers jesus dude and the meth of course oh and speaking of the g-a-y word apparently there's certain Mm. censorship where you're not supposed to say quote unquote gay so i don't know if you say homosexual or if you say something else but i guess for sensitivity reasons i i I don't know what what they like to be addressed as i have friends that are part of the lgbtqia plus community that that would be us actually as well i'm bisexual and he's bisexual yeah oh okay so what do y'all like to be addressed as and how do you feel about the new bill um don't say gay i'm completely okay with it like 
Yeah, he's okay with it. I'm still on the fence about it. I, I, I'm still trying to do more research about it before I make it my final from, decision. From the research that I've done on it, it just doesn't want, they don't want teachers to be discussing uh, gender and sexual education with kids in from kindergarten to fourth grade, which doesn't seem, it doesn't seem like a bad thing to me because I mean, I don't think that's really the school's responsibility at that time. You know, they're not really mature enough to understand that kind of stuff. I don't think there's any, uh, it's not really targeting saying like anything negative towards people who are part of that community. It's just not, it's trying to protect children from yeah, I th- I think, being I think exposed from more of the brainwashing from, from, side from of things. What it, the, from the deep dive he's done on it, it's basically saying that they don't, um, they, they, he, it, they don't want to like they would don't want to identity well, stuff. they don't want to talk about they don't want to have like sexual education for like kids and that's that that's basically what the bill is supposed to be set up for um like and but he uh and it's also a lot to do with the gender identification stuff because mm. a lot of that for someone who is that young mm. they can't interpret it mm-hmm. properly so it'll pro- it's gonna be more of like a tool of indoctrination than it is going to be like beneficial because mm. if you're telling kids that they could be any gender that they want you know at that age you're not really you're not really smart enough to make those kinds of decisions or figure them out it's like uh i, I just don't i just don't see it as beneficial in the school in school anyway so mm. but and that's a good point and i'm going to say one thing before we segue out of this and jump into filmmaking so i've uh, seen okay. uh, different stories where some younger kids, um, they've, they've talked about, you know, knowing that they were a homosexual or knowing that they like the same, mm. the same gender mm. at four years old or whatnot. Mm. And I'm like, how can you possibly know that at four years old? So it was actually interesting no. to me. And that's, and that's kind of why I think it's very strange. Cause at a young age, I don't, I didn't remember even thinking about what I liked in terms yeah, of sex wasn't even on my mind when I was a kid at yeah, all. I was thinking as about far, as far as far as I know. I mean, they say like in a Freudian sense, like sexual feelings yeah. like there is a kid, but it doesn't manifest like it does when, you know, for a guy, when our balls drop or, you know, for a woman, when you start getting those, you know, sexual feelings, you know? So I, you know, I really didn't start having sexual feelings myself until I was like 11 or 12, you know? Yeah. That's kind of, that's right around where I was. And then I didn't start thinking about like liking guys until I was actually a little older. Yeah, I was like 14 or 15 when I figured out, cause I was, you know, I, was, uh, I'm gonna, is it, I hope it's okay to say this on your podcast, but my first experience, uh, with sexual contact was with a guy, not a girl, I'm not even joking. That was, that was my first experience. And I was about 15 years old really yeah so it was my buddy's next door neighbor and he came over to the house and uh that was the first time i'd ever done anything sexual with anybody and it was a guy it wasn't a, wasn't a woman so do you feel like you uh he pursued you or it was just something that you gravitated to and then we'll really he, segue out of this yeah he well basically he just asked me uh like he basically asked me if i liked guys and i said I've never really thought about it. And he's like, I'm going to try something. And I, I, you know, he, he started like touching me and stuff. And at first, like, you know, I was deciding whether or not I wanted to do this. And then I told him it was okay. And I just kind of went with it, you know? Interesting. So, mm-hmm. Yeah. But then you're, you claim to be bisexual, Wesley, and then Nick, or do you claim yep. the same thing? Yeah. Okay. I mean, I like what I, I like what I like. Hmm. It's just, you know, I mean, it's like uh, the one, one of the frustrating things is like uh, we found out that there's this new term called uh, straight passing. 
And mm-hmm. because I'm married to a woman, I'm considered like straight passing now is what apparently the uh, new term, the new terms are, but it's like, it's just a, it's one of, it's one of those things. If I was with, if I just happened not to meet my wife and maybe met another a guy or something, who knows this, who's going to like, you know, like where we would have seen where that relationship would have gone. Yeah. Mo- and most of the, most of the women I've ever dated in my life have all been bisexual too. And it, and, and it didn't, it didn't happen that way because like, I made it happen that way. It yeah. just kind of happened that way, you know? So. Okay. Interesting. It's actually interesting mm-hmm. to get to know somebody different because I wouldn't have guessed, but then it goes to show that you don't make assumptions about a person because you don't know yeah. who, who they are um, until you really engage in a conversation. And I would totally say this was a candid conversation because I had no idea our icebreaker was going to turn into sexual <laughs> orientation. And well, I will say, you know, before we segue out that okay. we, we are in Atlanta and Atlanta has the biggest gay community in the United States, only second to San Francisco, just saying. Interesting. Yeah. So I had no go. idea. I'm, I'm in Texas and it's very conservative here. Um, yeah, well, we're like 50, 50 here in the, in I, would, I would say we're, I feel, I feel like uh, Georgia is the buckle of the Bible belt, but at the same time, it's just one of those. We're a swing, we're a swing state yeah. a lot of times, like because of it mainly because of atlanta and because of athens and because of uh, savannah yeah so and, and i mean i don't think i just don't feel like it, it this is like one of those things that really but, but you know matters. what you guys have austin texas which is weird as shit so yeah <laughs> yeah <laughs> like the... I, I like austin <laughs> yeah well I, I don't mean weird as shit in a bad way i mean it is in, a, in the best possible yeah way, yeah so. <laughs> I, I get what, where you're coming from the slogan for austin mm. is keep austin weird that's the slogan yeah so. um Makes sense. <laughs> so yeah, let's segue into filmmaking, which is something mm. that I love. Mm. Obviously, mm. you love it, Wesley. Well, Wes, because mm. you've been in it. Mm. And then Nick, I don't know, are you teeter-totter or are you as gung-ho as Wes is? You know, uh, Wes uh, puts me in some of his uh, movies and stuff. And, mm. you know, he films me from time to time. So I'm all for it. You know, if I if I get some free publicity... And it helps our brand. I, I'm all I'm all for it. Yeah, because right now I'm finishing up a documentary slash mockumentary I've been working on for about three years. I'm getting pretty much to the finish line with uh, filming, and I'm going to start editing it pretty soon. But we filmed a fake character for him. He played a truck. He played a, a fictional truck driver that was just <laughs> being an asshole. I was so, like really disgruntled about baby boomers. Yeah, he's like he's like he's like he's like he's like he's like. Well, first of all, baby boomers think they're the best dancers. <laughs> <laughs> think they're the best. Mm-hmm. They took all of our stuff. <laughs> yeah, he's, oh, they blame us for being lazy. So yeah, it was it was definitely just fun because uh, the movie the movie is called OK Boomer. I trademarked the name. Um, <laughs> So basically in this movie, it's going to be like, it's going to have a lot of facts in it, but then it's also going to have like mockumentary elements to it. So it's going to be fun. So. Okay. So what exactly do you mean by a mockumentary? Cause you, you hear documentary, but you never hear mockumentary. So a mockumentary is, have you ever seen a mockumentary before? No. <laughs> so Spinal Tap is one of the most famous mockumentaries yeah. of all time. And it's basically you, you, you watch it. A mockumentary is basically you're watching a documentary and you think that you're watching a serious documentary, but then as you start watching it more and more, you're like, something seems kind of off about this. <laughs> and then it turns out it's actually just a parody of a documentary. It's basically presented as fact in a documentary, but it's really just one big joke and it's just for fun. It ends up being more of a fictional thing. And that's oh. what that's what Spinal Tap was. Spinal Tap is a, it was actually a fake band. And this mockumentary about them was supposed to be their the coming to fame. 
basically. Yeah. Uh, one of my favorite mockumentaries of all time would probably be um, not Spinal Tap. Uh, I'm trying to think of my favorite mockumentary. Probably um, yeah. no, can't think of one off the top of my head. You know what? I think the only one that I've at, like really watched is Spinal Tap. But really, but there used to be a there is a I think there's still a show called Documentary Now, which is a series of mockumentaries. Mm. Okay. Yeah. So then another and, question. Uh, Wait, go oh, ahead. Sorry. Go ahead, Nick. Or was that Wes? Oh no, no, no. I, I didn't. I didn't actually have anything. Sorry. <laughs> so I want to ask this question. Um, Wes, <laughs> what really made you get into film writing? Was it a passion of yours, or just something that you fell into? So um, growing up, my uh, my grandmother, who was actually uh, not even from this country, she moved here from Ireland when she was about six or seven years old uh, on a ship, um, Gilligan's Island board, a tiny ship. Yep. Mm-hmm. And so she came over here and uh, she landed in Staten Island. And um, basically one of her dreams growing up is she wanted to be a, an actress in the film industry because that's all she heard about growing up is how cool the movies were. Yeah. And so she started working in Broadway when she got older and she was about this close, so close to becoming, getting picked up uh, by an agency. But then she met my grandfather who just got back from World War II and they ended up getting together and she kind of gave up on that dream, which kind of makes me sad that she did that. But, you know, I probably wouldn't be here if she would have, would have done that. So, um, but anyway, uh, growing up as a young kid in the nineties, my grandmother used to take me to see a lot of movies and it wasn't just new movies. She would take me to see old, old movies. And um, one that comes to mind that she showed me was one called breakfast at Tiffany's with Audrey Hepburn, oh, yeah. which is a really, really good one. Uh, she showed me some black exploitation films from the seventies, which I really, really liked. Uh, one of them is a super fly. I really liked um, uh, the, the Fox, the, the original like Foxy Brown from the, from back in the day. Uh, I know one, another one called Afro Ninja, which is a re- really good one, just different, just different, like movies from different periods in cinema. Another one I watched was Bonnie and Clyde. Another one I watched was, uh, the graduate. Um, okay. uh, I watched a lot of, uh, film noir from the forties. My grandfather would watch those with me, but to get back to my grandmother, what she did is I would watch these movies with her and she would talk about how she really wanted to do these sorts of things. And then, I don't know, I just started getting really into watching movies and television. And then I was just like, you know what? I Like in the back of my mind, when I was a little kid, I was like, I kind of want to do these things. So I found myself going to my dad's closet and he had an old school tape recorder, you know, video recorder, you know, like a camcorder from like, like 1991, 92. And I was like seven or eight years old. So I'd go in his closet and I, pulled it out and I tried to use it and my dad snatched it away from me and he was like what are you doing touching that and I'm like I want to play with it my dad was like no you can't have that don't touch that and I'm like oh okay and so when somebody tells me I can't do something it makes me want to do it even more so my mother ended up getting a, a, a like a little camcorder and I started playing with that a little bit more and more and I started shooting little sketch comedy things with my buddies in like middle school and high school and when I was originally going to college, I was originally going to college to be an engineer. I wanted to do bioengineering. That's what I thought I wanted to do. Um, I wanted to get into the emerging field of organ cloning and organ growing because I thought that was a very interesting yeah, thing. So um, instead, I switched my major to communications and I started doing filmmaking again. And I got started 
really doing movies again back in like 2010 is when I started shooting again. Um, and the rest is kind of history. I kind of, you know, graduated from college, went into uh, doing like, you know, day playing on different shows and stuff, commercials, uh, industrial stuff, and kind of figured out what I wanted to do. And then I landed my first like big, like um, job working on the haunting of Hill house back in um, 2016. That was the one where it wasn't, I wasn't day playing anymore. I was actually hired for the entire show. And we worked on that for about an hour. I mean, not an hour, like a year and um, three months, something like that. And after that, I started working on a ton of stuff. But, you know, before that, I actually worked on Tyler Perry's movie, Boo, that Halloween movie he did. Oh, that movie is hilarious. <laughs> I love that movie. I could watch it over and over. And wasn't hilarious. It wasn't hilarious making it, though. It was a <laughs> lot of work. Uh, we shot that movie in two weeks. Really? Wow. Where did y'all shoot the movie? Uh, East Point, Atlanta. So we shot it. Most of it. Yeah. Okay. So that's where Tyler's studio is. And um, I was originally just a set PA and then they wanted me, they, they needed me like later on in the week on one of the weeks. Cause we were, we, we were, we were like in our last week and mm-hmm. there was a scene where Tyler Perry and this, that old lady that he works with is like running away from zombies. Oh, and is so, it Hattie? Yeah, whatever her name is. I'm sorry, I've never seen a Tyler Perry movie before. So, oh, okay, no worries. Um, uh, it's just not my kind of some type of stuff I watch. Um, but um, like I said, I I was an alpha zombie. I had like full prosthetics, and I was one of the people in the front of the line chasing him. So if we if we had a clip right now of of Tyler Perry getting chased by the zombies where he's like running, I could point you out where I'm at. But um, basically. Um, that's what I did on that movie. I was a set PA and then I also became an alpha zombie, which they paid me more money. They got like a, a bump for that. Um, and uh, actually on that night of the shoot, I actually talked to Tyler Perry a good bit. I got to know him a little bit. So it's funny watching him talk in his regular voice, dressed up like Medea. It's really weird. <laughs> it's actually so. interesting. And now, um, Nick, I know you're you're not into filmmaking, but has um, what Wes done been an influence on you in any way oh yeah a good bit you know I just like to see how hard he works and everything see a lot of the things that he puts together it's just amazing you know and honestly I would like to be a I would like to be a part of more of his product like more of his productions yeah it's like uh I put like um I probably work like 60 to 70 hours a week sometimes I work a lot um yesterday for instance I didn't stop working until like 12 30 1 o'clock in the morning you know I just it's non-stop work because I'm doing the stuff for the podcast but I'm also trying to figure out what the next move is going to be for projects I'm trying to do and I work with a lot of different people and um one thing that I do that uh you know a lot of people don't know is is me and my other friend we we do a lot of campy movies together like cult cinema style films and we just released recently, we just struck a distribution deal with uh, this company called Troma Entertainment uh, up in New York. And they wanted like our whole library of films that we've worked, worked on for a non-exclusive deal, 50-50%. And it was a pretty good uh, like deal we just struck with them. So, I mean, we're growing. It just takes a lot of work. I mean, uh, I have like a five-year plan to by the time I'm in the, my late 30s, I want to be at a point where I'm like, comfortable financially so it's just a lot of work and 
you know, we kind of started this podcast from scratch and, you know, like filming the podcast was easy because I have all this equipment, you know, I have like, 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 like close to $10,000 worth of gear that just I have here. So. Oh, wow. Well, congratulations on the deals uh, that you Mm. and your friend just struck. And what's the name Mm. of that type of film? Is it cult or what so 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 it's uh the term is campy or cult cinema it's basically just really over the top ridiculous movies they can be from any genre think of like um what's a really famous uh campy movie that we could probably name off for her i don't know like you ever heard of killer clowns from outer space no yeah, yeah that's a that's a weird one. That's a weird one. Uh, another one would be like... Um, what about the Ernest movies? The Ernest movies are really campy. <laughs> Ernest goes to jail. Ernest goes to camp. <laughs> oh, those I think really I've campy. seen those. Like Those are like... Are they from the 90s? Like, Yeah. Yes. Okay, So yeah. campy... All campy means is it's just... It's obviously not a big budget Hollywood movie, mm-hmm. but it has a lot of soul and it's fun. Yeah. Like the Ernest movies. <laughs> like the Ernest movies, yeah. <laughs> So then another wild card question, because I heard Nick says he would like to get more involved in your world and be on some movies. So are you um, creating another movie or project where you will integrate Nick and some of the creativity and the skills that he brings to the table? Yeah, so um, there's a couple projects I have some ideas for, and I want to stick them in there. Like there's this one, I'm making a fake movie. Like, so I want to start doing fake movie trailers for and make them look like movie trailers from a certain time period. Like I have, I wrote one called tubular and it's going to be a fake movie set in like 1987. <laughs> and there's going to be a scene where there's a goon squad. Cause every eighties movie always has the goon squad, the bad guys, like the bad guys. <laughs> and I want him to be the leader of the goon squad. Like, like he's just going to be standing there looking around. He's be like, he's going to be like, he's be like, look at all those nerds. <laughs> yeah. Like that. Yeah. I want him to play that guy. Cause he, and I want to put them in like a leather jacket because, you know, they always uh, they always had a leather jacket and they never did the thing that they looked like they did. Yeah. Interesting. So, so you're up for the challenge, Nick, huh? Yeah. I mean, I, I, I honestly, I, I'm just kind of up to doing anything. The goal is don't be poor by five in five years. <laughs> OK, so behind um, the podcast, Nick, what um, walk us through your world. What are you doing um, when you're not podcasting so, with Wes? Uh, so you, usually whenever I'm not podcasting, I've got a pretty, pretty busy schedule from ha- like uh, sorting out my resume, getting my like working on my schoolwork and everything, because after I got out of the military, went right back to school and pursued my history degree. Now, it might have not been the best uh, option to go and do that. Maybe I should have picked something else. But Ever since I've been out, I usually wake up early in the morning, work out, and then head to school just to start working on stuff. And then throughout the day, we'll talk to each other about like what our next move is going to be for our podcast. Yeah, and the next move right now is because we're doing everything right. We we post once a day. We release multiple types of content every week. We now just set up this thing called Buffer, which is basically yeah. like a social media manager that we can schedule stuff out in advance and it posts for us automatically. So the next thing is we're trying to do more marketing to get more fans and we're trying to find more famous guests to have on our podcast to kind of give us more bumps in viewership. So that's kind yeah. of the, the game plan. So yeah, I, I mean, oh, go oh, ahead, Nick. No, go ahead. No, I was going to say it's just a lot of trying to reach out to people at this point. Okay. Why don't we leverage, um, I guess this is me 
putting on my coaching hat, why don't we leverage the network that Wes is already inundated in? And since you do movies and different stuff, think about some of the people that you've worked with and ask them, hey, would you be interested in coming on the podcast or uh, referring someone in your network to, you know, kind of cross pollinate? Have you thought about it from that angle? I have uh, I've been in contact with uh, McKenna Grace. Uh, you ever heard of her? No. What What is she in? So uh, you, you know you know they just released a new Ghostbusters movie. Yes, I haven't seen you it know the yet. Little, you know the little girl from the trailer with the glasses. <laughs> little white girl. Mm, it's not ringing a bell, but if I pull it up on Google, then I'll be like, oh yeah. <laughs> yeah so she um she's pretty like she's she's building quite a following she actually just released a new single for a, a, a song she's doing and she actually it actually went pretty viral um recently uh and mtv actually blasted it over in times square for her too so i guess that, that helps a good bit i wish i had yeah. that kind of budget um <laughs> um but yeah i'm gonna try to get her in the podcast uh i also know robert kurtzman the guy that did this you know directed Wishmaster. i got the poster over there on the wall but you can't see it um uh he he also did the makeup effects on uh you ever seen that movie from dust till dawn oh that's a great movie i saw it but a long time ago not enough to remember it so uh robert kurtzman wrote the screenplay for that movie oh that would be super cool to have him on the podcast then yeah uh the thing is like uh he lives in atlanta um thing is i don't he's very busy so it'd be kind of tough but i i could see it because i know his his wife marcy i could you know i gotta talk to marcy to see if he's available but it, it would be nice to have him on to talk to him i mean and then i also know the director from the haunting of hill house because i got to know him pretty well mike flanagan um i know his wife pretty well um she's a she's becoming a pretty famous actress herself and i know emmanuel hudson um and philip hudson you know i work with them i direct their stuff a lot and i'm sure you know him he's from you know uh i don't know if you watch uh nick cannon's show um while and out yeah i've seen some of the shows um mm. a while back like i haven't watched any of his new stuff recently well, well they film they film while and out down here in atlanta so that makes so much sense atlanta's just got everything now yeah, yeah so, I just um, atlanta 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 <laughs> And then my buddy, uh, Andrew, he, his friend that he shoots with, he'd probably be a good guest. His name's, uh, he used to go by Morris guy, but I think he goes by a different name. I think his name is called Jamal, the creative, but he's, he's pretty famous too. He's got like 300,000 followers on, on YouTube. So. Yeah. I would definitely encourage you to start reaching out to some of those people and just, even though you work with them, just bring them into your podcasting world as well. Cause I think it would add value and a lot of people may have it questions for for these individuals especially if they're big fans of their work that they're doing absolutely hmm. yeah the, the thing is is like you know I've, I've been trying to navigate like how to become viral on you know youtube we're also on rumble too yeah so that's like another network we're trying to tap into and then we're also you know we're on every podcast um network possible because we yeah. use buzzsprout and we pay the premium subscription so that we the, the buzzsprout kind of plugs us in there um yep. we we're, we're approaching like 500 downloads on buzzsprout for our podcast which is pretty good i mean i'm sure with you i'm sure you have like a pretty big audience but what, what is your what is your usual audience like per episode 
So I don't really track metrics that way. The only thing I use to track my metrics is uh, listennotes.com. I'm more, more so focused on having people and getting content out there versus being driven mm. by the metrics. I, and the reason okay. why I say that is because I was driven by metrics for so long being in corporate America and oh, oil and okay. gas primarily. It's like everything was metric driven. And I was like, that's not who I am. I'd like to be fun and I don't want to oh. be doing things to complement the met- the metrics and beat the algorithm because then it's putting me back into that corporate mindset. So, but I definitely gotcha. need to understand that because when you're pitching for sponsors, they ask you, what's your download? How many, how many uh, listeners do you have? All of this other stuff. And I was like, man, if I had a person that actually liked to do that stuff, I would let them do it and me focus on the content creation. Yeah. I mean, we, we have goals, like for instance, by the end of the year, we'd like to have at least a hundred regular listeners per episode by the end of the year. Yeah. And then the next couple of years reach a thousand listeners. Cause we're, you know, we're not trying to be like a Joe Rogan podcast. I mean, even though our content's kind of similar to Joe's a little bit, uh, we're trying to be more like our own thing, but also like we'd be okay if we had 10,000 regular listeners every episode. Like, I think that's a good number. We're not trying to be like Joe who has like millions, you know, of regular It'd listeners. Be not, it would be nice to have that level of success, but you know, we're, we're okay with like if it was like 10,000 plus regular listeners so yeah and as we mm. begin because I know y'all have a back end too so I want to be respectful of everyone's time as we begin mm. to wind down um I'm going to start with you first Nick because I talk to Wesley right. a lot I want to know what is your call to action for this segment once the listeners and viewers hear it what do you want them to do I would like them to like and subscribe support our merch page Okay, so easy peasy, like and subscribe and grab some merch. And then Wesley, same question. What I would encourage people to do is to go to our website, www.dumbcoolweird.com. Just check us out and see what we got going on. Uh, And, you know, if they end up liking our content, I would like for them to please please share this, uh, you know, share us with other people. Yeah. You know, not just because like, you know, we, we want you as followers. You know, I think we have a lot to offer. Uh, people in terms of like cool stuff because you know at the end of the day what's really cool about our podcast it's a variety show where we talk about you know life things life things that everybody deals with on a regular basis and I think that's what makes our show kind of cool you know we're honestly just willing to have even our haters to pop up for short segments if they want to as well yeah that's the thing we want part of our motto is is if you if you talk to us in a certain way and you want to, you want to, you want to make your, your voice known, why don't you come on, uh, come on to the podcast and talk about it, you know? Yeah. Oh, interesting. So. Having that diverse thought. And then now, um, Nick and Wes, how can the listeners tap into you via your website, plug that again, and then your social media handles. Sure. Uh, it's, uh, uh, dumbcoolweird.com. Um, the best way to look at all of our social media at the same time, plus where to support us, where to see the audio podcast is we have a, a Linktree account. You just go on Linktree and it's, I think it's www.linktree.com backslash dumbcoolweird, or it's either, it's either dumbcoolweird or dumbcoolweird podcast. And so if they go there, they can find our Facebook uh or twitter instagram but if they really just want to find us we're pretty it's pretty easy to find us you basically just type in dumb cool weird on you know facebook youtube instagram Instagram, twitter and we're going to pop up and if you see a logo with two dudes with sunglasses (laughs) on that's us 
So Awesome. So there you have it, listeners and viewers of GEMS Podcast. We just heard Nick and Wesley with Dumb Cool Weird Podcast. All of their contact information will be in the show notes. So I'll link that link treat there. And I want to encourage you to just head on over and support another um, podcaster, another creative, or someone that's in the space of putting out um, amazing content and let them know what you like, what you don't like, and et cetera. Make sure you subscribe and share the segment. We're on 40 plus platforms. You could also see video components at YouTube, which is Gems with Genesis Amaris Kent. And lastly, but not least, we are currently looking for sponsors for Gems Podcast, where we are currently ranked in the top 3% globally out of 2.8 million podcasts per www.listennotes.com. So head on over to genesisamariskemp.net. Click on the drop down and select the podcast tab and you can find out more info there. Until next time, peace, love, and lots of blessings. Have yourself an amazing day. Thank you for listening to another segment of GEMS Podcast. Hope you enjoyed this recording. Make sure you like, comment, share, and subscribe to GEMS Podcast on your audio platform as well as our YouTube channel, GEMS with Genesis Mars Kemp. We would love for you to be a sponsor, so please reach out via email at GEMS, G-E-M-S, with W-I-T-H, Genesis, G-E-N-E-S-I-S, Amaris, A-M-A-R-I-S, Kemp, K-E-M-P, at gmail.com, where your brand, your swag, your services, can be here on GEMS Podcast.